up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. Let's do it. Right. Okay. I'll count us down since we have, um, since we're already recording. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Ready. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. We just did a super awkward intro. I'm Miranda Rodriguez, your host of the podcast and your marketing coach. And today I'm here with Jenny Zelke. Jenny is the owner and creator at Illuminate Space, located here in Aurora, Illinois, with me. And she's also been, we were just talking about this, but we've been working together since December of 2018. So coming up on two years of working together together with marketing coaching. And she's here today to share her journey through growing her business because you're going into your fourth year of business now, right? Yes, four years. Yeah, so your fourth year of business and then two years of marketing coaching. And so we're just going to talk all the things, marketing and candles and creating today. So welcome to the podcast again, Jenny. Thanks for having me. I feel like when you were like, I'm Miranda Rodriguez, I don't need to be like, and I'm Jenny. You can call us. I know. I had to stab myself. (laughs) saying that no I love it and you well you I think you're the only person to be on the podcast three times this is your third time here and so if people are listening and they want to go back and see Jenny where she was two years ago then you can go back and check out that episode um we have a long guest interview where we drink some beer and (laughs) smell candles We did smell candles I know I I love going back and looking at stuff like that because I don't know. That's what feels magical to me is seeing how much you grow over the years and yeah. evolve. And that had yeah, that was where like really early illuminate space days. That was really in the beginning, and that was when you were first branching out into your custom candles. I think because that yeah, that's why we were smelling candles because I was getting one. Which, by the way, I have my spicy orange, um, my new one burning. It's so oh good. I just poured yours yesterday. They sm- I love that spicy orange. I'm so excited. So to start, why don't you just give us a little bit of like background on yourself and how you got started in your own business and um, kind of bring it up to present. Sure. So I started, I was telling Miranda, for some reason, these dates are always so hard for me to remember. I'm, I bet there's like a psychological reason behind that. But I, in December 2016, um, my friend was over and I, I've always loved just making my own decor, like DIY decor. It really started because I, we got married really young in college and had kids really young. Um, and so we just didn't have money. So I would always just make my stuff. And that I always say I was like before the Pinterest. Yeah. (laughs) And, And so I would just make stuff because I loved it. And my friend was there and it was around Christmas time. And she's like, will you just make that whole little setup right there for me and I'll pay you. And so I just remember that something clicked in me. Like, I feel like I could do this. I love doing it and I could make money doing it. So I, that first year, I just made decor and sold it. I started on Etsy, um, just listing different decor vignettes. I called them vignettes. Um, and for that year, that's what I was doing, was making decor. Then something that next, like, fall, I felt like, I feel like candles would go really well with these vignettes. So I remember just teasing it out on Instagram, like, hey, would anybody be interested if I started making candles? And I was also very into, like, natural, holistic, um, essential oil things like I'd already been doing roller bottles so I was like I'm gonna try to make them with essential oils and um soy so then I started diving into that and I remember my first candles were like terrible they were in just like random jars I found thrifting and I just used 
straight essential oils in them and you like couldn't smell the oil at all but then the oils are so expensive so I was like this candle's gonna be like two hundred dollars and it smells terrible so I just kept like researching and watching lots of tutorials and reading there are books for candle makers which (laughs) makes me laugh but I just went down this like educational journey to try to perfect this candle and I launched that I did um a pop-up market downtown Aurora for like it was like the Silk Island fall something it was just one day and I was like I'm just gonna make I think I made 12 big candles and 12 small candles and I was like I'm just gonna see if people like them um and they did I remember they sold out and I was just ecstatic and from there um candles really just like took over illuminate space I still love to do the decor because I feel like that's what really gives me life it's like making something new out of something old but the candles it just makes sense so I just started to follow that um and just follow where the candles took me (laughs) so that was December 2018 no, that was December 2017. And then as that really grow, grew, because the candles really did make Illuminate Space take off, then I was like in over my head. I felt like with some stuff and that's when I heard about you. And I was like, I feel like I need Miranda's help just to sort through some of this stuff that all jumbled in my head. So yeah, because that's when, when I reached out to you. And we did, so I think we met initially, we did the jumpstart. And then I don't think mm-hmm. you moved directly into one-on-one coaching, right? I think you took that and you worked with it yep. a little bit. And then, am I remembering this right? So that was December 2018. And then February right. 2019 is when your Aurora candle really took off. Right. So the jumpstart I did with you, because I remember just not knowing I knew candles were doing well. I knew that I wanted to bring my personality, essentially like I was Illuminate Space, but I didn't know what marketing meant. I didn't know um, like target audience, brand pillars, mission statement. Like I didn't have any of that. I had feelings about it, but I didn't know how to get it all out. So that's what the jumpstart with you. I remember creating that mission statement and brand pillars and my target customer Amelia like finding out all those things about her then I just remember that that helped like make everything fall into place in my head of I just always pointed back to that um to Amelia and um that made everything take off for me like having it uh, I feel like you really helped me organize it and lay it out and made it feel attainable instead of like I'm just creating this <laughs> shop and I don't it's, it's over like it, it gave me a purpose to what it was me space was so uh, I just kept following that and that's kind of how the Aurora candle I could even do that was because I already had this business laid out and like I already knew who Illuminate Space was so uh, when um when the Aurora candle came about, like it makes sense with my target audience and my, um, yeah. And you, a word that's been coming up a lot lately that, um, I'll probably record a podcast on it this week is preparedness, like being Mm -hmm. prepared. And I feel like you were growing when, when we got together, you, you were already marketing your business, but you weren't, you were ready to like get more specific and more strategic with it. And then, of course, your target audience was a big factor. But I feel like you knew you had to get more prepared for growth because Mm -hmm. you were not like where you were at as far as your organization and your structure. Like it wasn't sustainable for long term growth in your business. And we knew at that time that you had big goals of like you told me then, which is two years ago. And it's so crazy that you wanted to have your own shop. And now fast forward. And you do have your own shop. And so right. that, yeah, that's what I find. Like, I just love, look, I will never delete any of my like old Instagram. You can go back and see all my different labels, everything I learned. And that's what I love when brands, you can see their whole trajectory because 
I mean, none of us start out like knowing everything and having it all perfect. And I feel like each time trying something and then tweaking it the next time, like I'm still doing, I still do that in everything that I do. And I feel like, um, yeah, creating those systems that really helped me. So I remember we started doing those systems of like, um, batching. So, which it sounds, sounds so simple, but like it, that was life altering to me to even have you tell me like, how about on Tuesdays you do this? And I went like that changed everything for me. So then I was in, as my business grew. So let's say labeling is Tuesdays, even though that started as like a small piece, it still worked. The size of my business still works with those batching um, systems. And it, it, it takes a lot of the work out of it. Cause I'm not like scrambling to figure out what to do. And I, those early days, that was hard because I was still working my part-time job too. And so I felt very um, split, like I couldn't focus just on Illuminate Space. Yeah. And I think at the time, that's why like your business and you, I think were craving that organization because you Mm -hmm. knew that like you were struggling to get everything done. And so we, what we did was we implemented your like seasonal launches that everyone now knows and has come to like love and expect and look forward to. But just like a year ago, when would it, maybe a couple. Yeah. Like even hearing you talk about it, it's so, cause some of these things feel like, oh, this is just how it's always been. But it's like, I was all over the place. For a while, like even how I told you in our initial meeting, I want to have a shop. That like went, that dream went all over the place yeah. for a couple of years. And I was like, no, I don't want to have a shop. I'm going to be only online. But I was like, no, I'm going to do subscription boxes. I so yeah, the the I don't know. Overall, I guess I would say like developing each of these systems. Now it feels like it just works seamlessly. But it was a lot of hard work in the beginning getting those all set up and like figuring out, okay, this didn't really work and pivoting or changing it and being okay with letting that go. Yes. And letting my audience see that one of my brand pillars is authenticity. So I've always been very open of like, okay, I messed this up (laughs) or this is going great. So I'm going to add this in. And uh, that's, that's helped me to just, be easier on myself of like no one is expecting me to have this all down perfectly and to be like this all the time but instead to like hold it with open hands and just yeah. follow the fluidity of it that helps yeah. me a lot I like holding it with open hands I always say like hold it lightly you know yeah. like don't be so tight and so stressed about it and I feel like that's where people get confused about the structure and like the organization and having a schedule is like, it can seem, I guess on the surface, it seems restrictive because you're like, you're in stuck to your plan. Like you're committed to your plan, but ultimately once you've executed your plan and you're into, you're just building habits. And so we Mm -hmm. just got you in the habit of like this seasonal timeline where everything kind of worked backwards from your launch date and now that you're in there, like, you don't even think about it anymore. I know. I know. And that's what's so awesome. I know. Because it was hard at the beginning, but, like, sticking to it. And, and like, the profit of it didn't come right away. So, like, right. sticking to that, there were some discouraging times. But it ultimately, like, it's paid off so well. Like, even in some of our meetings, we're, like, okay, do we talk about everything? Because now it's like everything's just in play and working. And I feel like what one-on-one coaching with you has helped me so much is, especially for my personality, knowing that you're watching it too. And it's like an accountability thing that I'm like, okay, I got it. I have to do this because I'm going to have to report to Miranda. (laughs) Yeah, I think the accountability is huge. And it's the same, like if you've ever worked with a personal trainer and you're like accountable to them or, you know, people work with health coaches or life coaches or therapists. And it's like, there's usually some sort of homework. And so you don't 
pay someone to help you to then not do the work to like right and helped. yes because there's something about like someone else knows so you can't just like make excuses <laughs> and not do it so that's helped me a lot and you've always helped me like you're I, I can tend to lean in my emotions a lot especially with the luminate face because it's yeah. such a part of me um so like even then going to you with like here's this situation that happened and I'm all riled up and think it's this like the end all be all thing and you're able to give a very unbiased like neutral response yeah. to help me see it in a different lens whereas I'm always going to go through the emotional lens of it because it's it's me <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because that's something that we had to work a lot on was like creating distance between Jenny and then illuminate space so that when issues arose in your business, you weren't taking them so personally because it's hard when you are, it is a personal brand. You are the face mm -hmm. of your business and well, you've added some employees now, but even still it's a family business. And so, you know, like right. how, um, what tips or what worked for you to be able to create some distance there um well that's even just in like my personal life that I work I work on through therapy and coaching is you know what's nice and mean really mean because I can tend to think um conflict or like a problem that needs a solution is someone mean or I don't know if I'm explaining that right but I can I can add um a different meaning to it then it's just like hey I, I need your help with a solution for this thing that I'm having so it's helped helped me to work on it in my personal life so then I can bring it to illuminate space and disconnect like they're not saying okay I'm going to try to think of an example let's say a wick on a candle um malfunctions or something and someone emails me and they're like candle isn't working I'd really like you to fix it yeah. instead of jumping in and being like they're saying Jenny you're a terrible candle <laughs> maker and I never want to buy from you again I some just a tiny little saying I've been doing with myself because my anxiety can tend to like I think of all these worst case scenarios all the time like instead of automatically thinking someone's gonna get this candle and really like it I immediately think like okay they're probably going to get this and something's going to be wrong and then they're going to go to me and I'm going to have to fix it. So uh, something I've been telling myself is like, I know what to do if something goes wrong. Because I think I can spiral without realizing like, I know how to fix it and I can fix it. So that's helped me a lot to separate myself from illuminate space in that way. And that when they're, people make mistakes, right. I'm going to make mistakes my candle isn't always gonna there's sometimes things go wrong like I know how to fix it and I can be kind and gracious and fix it for the person I I don't know that sounds maybe rambling but that's helped oh. me a lot to be like I know what to do and I can do it and that's because there will always be issues like there you're never going to run a business that is free of issues in some sort of way and so I think like understanding and accepting that as a fact of business, just like you're going to do some marketing things that are not necessarily going to succeed. So you're going to have to let go of some of your ideas. You're going to have to let go of the fact that like people are going to have issues sometimes. And so it's how you like handle the follow-up and the interaction with your customer. And you've done such a good job of being transparent and authentic. And then what you've also done a great job of is like then turning that situation into marketing content. So you have, if there's an issue with Wix, now you've got so many posts and videos about like proper Wix care and yeah, yeah. you know, and how to get the most life out of your candle because people, you know, I'm, I was just thinking this when I lit your, I have your candle back there. Um, I was like, I always just pull the wick off because I don't yeah. know trim it. I don't have one of those wick trimmers. Yeah. So just pull it off. You know, like it's not that hard. It's, 
I've done that. I do that. You can do that with like a little tissue, which I know I just ordered some wick trimmers to add. Oh, my. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I feel like I should give people some wick trimmers if I'm telling them <laughs> to trim the wigs. Exactly. But yeah, you're right. And I think that's something like so beautiful about small business is you're most of the time dealing with a person. So like, mm -hmm. this isn't Target where if you have an issue, you go and you're dealing with a company and they're they're like, here, you're like having a, it's a relationship almost with your customer. Yeah. And so I feel like there's a human aspect to it that most people are pretty gracious to, even if there is an issue of like, okay, thank you for fixing it. Not, I think I can assume everybody's just going to be like, so mad but usually it's a that's what's great about small business is you're dealing with a person yeah so then on the same kind of in the same vein like how have you dealt with the vulnerability and like the exposure because you really your business has grown so much even just in the two short years that we've been working together like you've left your part-time job you are moving forward with opening a shop, you know, after your boardwalk shop this summer. So what, how have you dealt with that? Because I know that's hard for you with your anxiety and like putting yourself out there and then worrying about what people are going to think about it. So how's that going? Yeah, I, um, well, I'm always very transparent with me, with myself, but I've um, learned to set up boundaries with like my husband and my children. I don't, I'll, I always ask their permission if I'm going to share something that has to do with them. Um, I also don't, like in the beginning, they were doing everything with me. And now I invite them to do stuff with me, but I don't, they don't need to take that on. Right. If they don't want to. So I'm careful about that. I'm careful about, I think there's a difference between like being authentic and being oversharing so I try to like there's personal things like I won't share I'm always gonna sh something that's always important to me to share is my journey with anxiety because I feel, feel like that's really prevalent and it's not spoken about a lot and especially because I present as a bubbly like upbeat person I also want to share the shadow side to that because I've had to work through a lot of that um and what I have learned um I don't know I don't know what to say <laughs> well you've worked through but, a lot of it but then you also have like brought people along on the journey and so yeah and so there's like I'm always gonna share like an inspirational post that you can learn from my life but I'm careful about like details that I share because I think there was a time like just take Instagram for example Jenny Zilke Instagram would go into more personal um details of my family and life whereas illuminate space I'm going to give you like the broad idea and be authentic but there's personal details that I know I'll just hold close to my yeah people and so I feel like I have found a better rhythm of that of um still being authentic but keeping my private life private something I really I told someone this recently I was like I will I love to be like elusive and like make you guess of where I am because I'll post pictures like four days later so you don't know <laughs> right love it like that I don't want you to know where I am or what I'm doing all the time but I will share my life with you if that makes sense yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's a good way of like setting boundaries because it doesn't. And that's where I think social media can be so overwhelming for people because they feel mm -hmm. like every moment they have to have their camera out and they're like missing right. the moment. And it's like, you can take photos of the moment. You can even take videos of the moment and not have to then like formulate a caption or a thought. Right. And that, yeah, that's what, that's helped me a lot is not to put pressure on myself to post in real time. Something that helps me is like, so if I take a picture of something I really like, but I don't, I have to like feel the caption. I can't batch out my captions or like get them already, but then I won't post until like I feel 
I feel that caption, if that makes sense. So it's usually like not in real time or when that thing or event happens. Um, and that, that's helped me with my social media too, is not to put that pressure. For a while, I was putting this pressure on myself of like every day at 9 a.m. you have to post. Sometimes I just am not feeling it. So I do, I understand the necessity of like posting regularly and that kind of stuff, but it never put pressure on myself. You yeah. never want it to be inauthentic um, to who I am. And if it becomes a burden, so I think, you know, we talk about planning all the time, like especially I do with clients. And then, so when we have our one-on-one coaching meetings, like you get a four-week action plan and I don't tell you when to do anything or how to mm-hmm. do anything. Like it's yeah. up to you to decide, which I think allows you some freedom and flexibility outside of bigger structures we're putting in place, like your, your batching of your process, like your candle making right, right. and bigger things. And so I think where people get caught up is like, I, I just went through this with my life coach with Tammy the other day and being, feeling like I was held hostage by my schedule. And like <laughs> at this point in my career as a business owner and like in my personal life, I know the things I have to do on a daily basis or even on a weekly basis. And so I was like, waking up stressing out about my schedule because literally like if the dog didn't poop on time I was like oh my god then rebels not <laughs> on time and like my whole day is ruined you know and so and yes. so I had to like just toss it out like taught like I know sometimes you just have to trust that you know what to get done and that's where like working, having worked on our habits of planning and batching and doing all those things, like I know what I have to get done on a weekly basis for my personal life and my business life, as do you. So now we're just in the habit of it. And it felt so good this week and last week to not get up like and right away check my schedule in the morning. And more so like I have the big things, right? Of course, like my this podcast or like meetings I have on the calendar. But outside of that, I'm not like scheduling every minute of my life and it feels so good. And I think that's where people like if you're feeling pressured or you're feeling like overburdened with things like posting on social media every day, like just let it go, you know, get rid of it. You don't have to like forcing yourself to show up for your marketing plan in ways that don't feel good, like even forcing, like saying that word, like if you feel like you're forcing yourself in some way, then you just have to like, it's okay to let that part go and find a different way. It's not okay to not market your business. That's not going to help you reach your goals, but to do it in a way that feels better to you. I mean, there's so many different ways. Yeah. That made me think of two things when you were, uh, that all resonates with me right now because, well, one thing is I think we can get caught up in thinking like everybody's watching us all the time. I can think like that. Like everybody's watching and is seeing that illuminate space to not post at night. (laughs) And so like I, and that applies to so many things. I have to tell myself a lot. Not everybody is watching for me to fail and mess this up. Like even orders, I can start to get really stressed if an order comes in and like that day I, I don't have it packed and ready to go right. and I feel like people most people order online and don't think oh this is gonna be shipped out to me today so that's helped me to think like not everybody most people are not watching me all the time to see where I'm messing oh. up and then the second thing is so my spectrum of anxiety is like in the OCD lane I guess um so that, yeah, this get feel, when you said feeling trapped by your schedule, I can get that a lot because while scheduling and batching and everything that really helps me stay organized and on task, it also can feel very trapping. And like, yeah. if I didn't get it done, it's one of those things of like, but I didn't have to get that done today. I just like made myself think I had to get that done today. So something I've been doing is when I get up in the morning and do my little morning time and like plan out the day. I, I write down everything I'd like to get done and I do try to put it in times, but then I know the next morning, whatever I didn't get done, I'll just decide like, okay, maybe I really don't need to do that or I'll add it back in. And so something about that has made me be like, 
okay, I know I have written down what I need to do. And if it doesn't get done, then I'll write it for the next day. Instead of feeling like I have to finish everything I wrote down. Yeah. It, it like makes me feel like I know it's written down. So I know I won't forget it. So exactly. It's okay if I don't finish it. Yeah. And that's where I'm at too. And then it helps me think like, do I really need to do this today or not? And so yeah. at, at minimum, you can meet your daily deadlines. Like that's mm-hmm. how I, like, I know the things I have to get done in a day. And outside of that, then I, you know, obviously they're always extras, like rolling to do. So you're like, okay, yeah. at some point. This and then be- sometimes if it rolls too much, I'm like, you know what, does this really, I don't really have to. And that, that's happened to me a few times with things uh there was something like I really wanted to get planted in the yard and I kept like moving it from day to day and finally I was like I'm not gonna plant this thing <laughs> so I'm gonna stop adding it to my place. exactly and you could just let go of it you're like you know what next year <laughs> we'll do it next year and the one thing we talked about in a meeting recently too was like building in more buffer time which mm-hmm. like So it's just setting expectations with your clients up front. So like I found, um, I was letting people know, like I was saying like, oh, I'll have this to you by the end of the day. And I'm like, no way, it's not going to happen. So now I say like, I'll have it to you by the end of the week. And I just build in more buffer time because they don't care, you know, in the same way. Or even just keeping them updated. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't get it. It's Something in that has really, I don't know why I didn't think I couldn't do that to tell people like, I'm sorry, I didn't get it to you today. I will get it to you. And they're like, okay. <laughs> right. And they just say, okay. And that's it. And it, because I think back to your, your first point where you think everybody's like watching and waiting for you to fail, like no one is paying attention. Like no one right. is paying as much attention to our lives and our tasks as we are. Right. And so it's like, you know, if you're a day late, I don't like missing deadlines. So I'd rather just be upfront in the beginning mm-hmm. and give myself more time than having to say like, I'll get it to you tomorrow and then not do it tomorrow and then right. don't push it. But so I try to curb that up front. And, but even still, there are times where I'm like, sorry, I didn't get this to you. Like, I just remember yeah. this morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I never sent that email. <laughs> okay. I better send it, you know? And like, yeah. and that's it. No one, no one got mad. No one, yeah came back to me and left me like a, a bad review. And even still, if they do, like, we're just, we're human too. And so. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's why I think like, I need to give other people capacity yes. to be human too. And like, everybody kind of feel, I think it's a very common thing to feel like you're pulled in a lot of different directions. So they're probably feeling like that in some way of their life of like, not getting everything done so I'm sure they're going to be understanding of when I'm like I'm sorry I didn't right (laughs) and that's where it's like it's just nice to have that when you communicate openly like that with your clients and your target audience there's like a really nice flexibility I have found where people are just like people have rescheduled with me before and you know unless it's like as I'm sitting down you know, that's, that's annoying, but especially if I showered for no reason, but, um, outside of that, I feel like, yeah, this, we're all human, especially right now. Things are just crazy. The kids are home. You said that we might have a trumpet on here. Like, (laughs) yeah, we, we had some, I know I, yes, this is my own, like, I'm not kidding. This is my only little rectangle where it's not a disaster around me and there's not a thousand kids right doing (laughs) e-learning so I was like I don't know where to show on my house that's not so it's my door just by my door is clean (laughs) yeah and that's fine it looks great it looks beautiful so um actually that's something that I you know when you have to like figure out what you can let go that you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself okay I love beauty like that's my thing so I love when my house looks great but that is something I realized has I have put a lot of unnecessary unnecessary stress on myself, especially during this time, because I, that would be one thing I'd work into my day of like straighten the entire downstairs. Well, I finally got to the point of like, who is seeing my downstairs right now? Like I, which I think is a fine line because I think I work better when I like my surroundings, yeah. but I also think that's a lot of pressure I can put on myself because I 
think I decorate and do stuff for myself to enjoy, but also for others to see. And I'm like, who is coming over to see this right, right. now? And it's also like time spent that you could have spent on doing something else. Like right. I find that if I spend like 20 minutes straightening up the house or whatever, and then I'm like going to go sit in the other room anyway and work. So like, right. why, why did I do that for my sister? Who's going to come let the dog out? Like she doesn't yeah. care, right. you know? And so I think we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like hold up this standard, which is where even with um, like personally, like so many women have come to me in the past couple of weeks talking about gaining weight during quarantine <laughs> and how it's like making them uncomfortable with marketing their business or like getting on a video or showing their face and marketing a business. Like no one, I'm sorry to tell you that I have <laughs> to tell you, no one's going to notice you gained 20 pounds. No, I would never be able to notice. Like maybe if you gained a hundred pounds, <laughs> like even then I might be like, Oh yeah. 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 looks different. Yeah. I don't usually notice weight loss and weight gain. And you're not, I mean, it's hard enough to notice that with people you see regularly, unless it's like a big, like a huge jump right. and you haven't seen them maybe. But if it's, it's a gradual occurrence, we're all seeing yeah. each other through screens and no one cares. Like do mm -hmm. we, 20 extra pounds is not discredit or however many extra pounds is not discredit your like expertise in whatever right. you're doing or your skill set. And so I just and I feel like people just really appreciate maybe it's just me, but I like really appreciate authenticity and like yeah. if you're still gonna show up when you're not feeling your best, I immediately like want to follow you and buy into what you are selling. Cause then it makes me feel better when I'm not feeling my best, knowing like, oh, other people have felt like this. Exactly. Showing up. And that's where there is a fine line between like oversharing and being authentic. And so you just have to, and that line just depends on like wherever you are in your business and like that relationship that you've established with your audience. And I think right. going back to you, like you've worked hard to establish a relationship where it's like open and you communicate, mm -hmm. share, and you share in an authentic way. So like looking at where you are now in your business and then looking back, you know, even to when you started, like, where do you think you've seen the most growth? Um, I see the most growth in, well, I don't know if the most growth, but even just all the ways I've evolved. I love that I've just followed, followed each step of where that has taken me and pivoted where I needed to. So starting Illuminate Space, I thought I was just going to be decor on Etsy. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of grew out of Etsy um, and figured out my own website. And then I thought, um, I'm going to do open houses in my house because I get that people need to smell the candles. So I started doing monthly open houses. Then I kind of hit, I realized ways that was affecting me that I was like, this just isn't the best solution so how can I get sent to people without them coming in my house and then I was like I could do subscription boxes so then I launched subscription boxes and I was like I'm mostly be an online business but people can smell the scents and order online um and then this the boardwalk shop kind of fell into my lap and so I readjusted and was like I can quit my job and have a shop and just have people come smell the candles at my shop. So then I did that. And um, then I realized, okay, so subscription boxes don't really make sense anymore because I have a place people can come smell the scent. So then I like evolved, the, took out the subscription boxes and made them sample packs that people can buy if they are long distance or whatever. Um, so I think I've grown the most in that going back to holding things lightly and yeah. being willing to change and pivot where I needed to. Um, and that's really like a personal growth too, because I'm not always good at that. So being able to be like, to always have a posture of learning and experience, everything's an experiment and not to get too tied um, to one thing. And that's then building all those systems from the ground up 
even though it felt so tedious and like, do I really have to do this for a few sales? But now, now that they're all in place, it's able to just grow and my business is growing and I'm able to like take each next step, um, like hiring out for the very beginning. Like I did everything and I I have noticed it is hard to let go of some of that stuff, but I've had to prioritize like, okay, what has to be me, the artist doing it and what can be someone else. So that's how, when the boardwalk shop opened, I was blown away by the growth in my sales. And really, I mean, I think it just shows how candles are a product that just sell better in person. So when I got to a place of like, okay, I cannot do everything now. Like I physically can't do it all and fulfill all these orders. Um, I I looked at hiring people to pour with me and just like get the jars ready. All the little tedious stuff that someone else could do. It didn't have to be me. And I was going to hire people. And then it just kind of morphed into like, well, what if my, this became a real family business and like my 15 year old and my husband like took part in this with me, how even that could just multiply by three, the amount of candles I could get out in a day versus when it was just me. So I've seen a lot of growth there. Whereas I never imagined I, I remember always like listening to podcasts and stuff of businesses of where they like rented a warehouse and they had employees. And I was like, I can't even imagine yeah. <laughs> doing that. And like you do, you just, you follow your steps, you work hard, your business just grows and you do get to that point where you're the one renting a warehouse and hiring people. So I think I'm just kind of like riding that roller coaster right now and soaking it all in but it's really exciting and it's it's so exciting what's so exciting is that like you've always believed in the shop like you had a dream from the beginning but you just you didn't know how you were going to get there and you weren't married to anyone like how you know you weren't like okay, this is the path I'm on and this is it only. And so when one thing didn't work, we changed it. Or even when you didn't want to do it anymore, like with the pop-ups, you were just like, yeah. oh, I think I need to change these a bit. Like they're, they're not bringing me energy anymore and they're becoming more of a more work than, not than they're worth, but like they weren't really fun yeah. for you anymore. Right. And so just being able to like, I feel like you're so courageous in that way where you're just willing to go out and try something new, which in the beginning surprised me because I know like we've talked about your anxiety issues and then we talked about like, we're both people pleasers. And so then like you, your willingness to try and your commitment to whatever it is that we talked about, like whatever new thing it was, I didn't have to quite, you know, worry about that. Like I knew you were committed. I knew in the long term, you believed in your goal. So it's just a matter of like figuring out the right path and then right. being okay to switch paths along the way. And like that has just, you were so open to it and have been the whole time that I think people miss like that belief part where they, and why it's so important to have long term goals because otherwise mm-hmm. it's almost like, what's the point of your business? And that's where you just have to ask yourself. Right. And I like, um, thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I do. I feel like that is something I just always want to be courageous and open to other ideas because my ideas aren't always the ones that work. So I'm always up for trying new things. And I feel like it helps me and I struggle with this very regularly. I have to come back to it of like staying in my own lane yeah, and looking at my own journey because everybody's journeys and business plans and everything look different and that's okay. Like there's room for everybody. And I can kind of think like, I can see this all going great, great, great. And then the minute I like look over and someone else is doing it different and it's successful, then I'm like, then I feel I like founder and I feel like maybe I'm not doing the right thing, but I always just have to come back to like, this is my plan and my journey and it's going to look different than other people. 
but it doesn't mean they can't be successful for me. So yeah, like staying in my own lane helps me to be courageous and do those things. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's, I think that something that is a constant practice for all of us. It's not just like a one-time like switch you flip and you're like, okay, right now I no longer care about what anyone else is doing. Like it's every time you start to veer off, you're like, oh, nope. And we have to come back like this is my lane. And I, and you can get caught up. It's good to understand like what other people are doing in your industry and to kind of have a pulse on the industry. But I also think you can get really caught up and like over consumed with like the competition aspect of trying to compete with someone who's doing it differently and on their own path. And ultimately, like, we don't even know all the time what other people's goals are for their businesses. And so I think just letting that go has been freeing for you. And I know for me too, to just like let go of other people's lanes and just like when you, I ran track for a very brief moment in my (laughs) younger days. And there was like, they always told you like, you know, what was it? Eyes down, head forward, because you're always looking like, or head down, eyes forward. Yeah, that's what okay. it is. Because you always just want to be like, focus on your, on getting to the finish line in your own lane. But if you're constantly like checking behind you, you're actually wasting energy, which is the same thing when you're doing that, like figuratively and like constantly checking in other people's lane, like you're taking away time and energy from your business and your audience and your creations to then see what other people are doing. And then it holds your progress, right? Cause now I'm like, oh my gosh, they're coming up. They're so close. And one time <laughs> I got into this like elbow match with this girl. And really, had I not even looked, I would have just beaten her because I would have been able to gain enough speed at the end, but I got caught up with her. And so I feel like that's so, such a good metaphor for like business. Just, that's really good you should do a video of that on your instagram okay i will <laughs> that's a good one I, something that for me too is just remember that there's room for all of us like yeah and i will never stop coming up with creative ideas do you did you watch the office are you yeah. the office fan? okay so you know when michael scott starts his favorite company and he's like negotiating the buyout and he tells david wallace if you buy out this company tomorrow and make a new paper company I'm like no shortage of names I'll just keep making a new paper company and that sticks with me of like because especially well I I don't know that makers like you can overlap a lot in the things you're making and it can feel like oh my gosh you stole my idea but really like if I'm focused on people stealing my ideas and being resentful of that then I'm not being creative and I will never have a shortage of I just keep coming up. (laughs) So like when I, and it goes back to holding lightly, like even my ideas, like hold it lightly. If someone else does it, think of something new. And so I, yeah, that's my, that's my metaphor. Michael Scott paper. Yeah. I love that too. And if someone else does it, who cares? Like your relationship with your audience is so important because you want them to be buying from you because they have a relationship with you not not of course like you want to have a good product or offer a good service and ultimately you know like now I think sometimes your candles precede you like your brand precedes Jenny the person Mm -hmm. which is a great place to be but in the beginning of your business like you represent your brand all the time like you're out there talking about it and being about it and people like those relationships personally are what grew Illuminate Space. And now you're to a point where the brand speaks for itself. And so it's, it, marketing is a process. Like it's not just a one-time thing you do and you're like, okay, cool. Now we're successful. But like, that's, it's just not how it works. And I think you've done a good job of however uncomfortable or challenging, like leaning into that whole process and really Mm -hmm. understanding that it is a process. Um, So now that we were kind of towards, yeah, we've been talking for almost an hour. Can you believe it? It's crazy. I'm glad when you're having fun. I know. (laughs) So what is, what what is one piece of advice you'd like to share with any solopreneurs out there in the beginning of their journey? Well, I guess just like recapping the things that we talked about, the two mega ones for me was 
just holding everything lightly all the time and being willing to change and even and know that there are days you're going to feel like this is all terrible and everything sucks there are days that you're going to feel like this is amazing and so wonderful and just to like flow with those and not get caught up in either the high or the low and just to follow that and then seriously just sticking to who you are staying in your lane knowing that each path looks different and each are valued and don't worry about what other people are doing and you and that's just a choice you make you just yeah have to choose not to worry about it and then one um other question I had for you which is like kind of a side note but how do you think like personally going to therapy and having life coaching has affected your marketing oh gosh because well like I've learned from you I mean marketing is essentially like your essence (laughs) leads into everything so like if you're growing as a person then obviously your marketing is going to evolve along with that so I think I I like to look at it holistically and it's almost like therapy for my business I'm doing therapy on myself and so then it just all (laughs) flows together exactly and I because that's a common theme with all of my clients is that they're either in therapy or they have life coaching, like they have a dedicated, like personal practice to improving themselves in some way. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's always good for people, good to talk about because I think it is deeply like marketing is personal and it's going to bring up any baggage you have because you're putting yourself out there and you're being vulnerable and taking risks. And so I think it's good to have any extra support that you can. Definitely. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you want to add? For having me. I don't think so. I think uh, yeah, you, everybody should hire Miranda because she helped me so much. <laughs> Thank you. And I have your candles burning all over the place. And that's yeah. your um, planter right there. Right? I, I, that was one of my OG yeah. creations. I love it. I love it. My plant is a little sad, but we'll, we'll find oh. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. And thanks for um, allowing me to be part of your journey for the past years. It's been, I wish, I hope everyone.